Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of the LTOW podcast, the podcast where your boys, LTNOW, laugh and talk about our world. And on today's episode of the LTOW podcast, we're gonna, I think, talk about our goals. And like, that's like gonna be like some soon goals. So mm-hmm. like some very short term goals and then some some longer term goals, just because it's something that I think as we've kind of shifted into adulthood, adulthood and kind of like, yeah, doing college and doing, you know, living on your own. It's something that I feel like, um, is just on our minds a bit more. So we're going to focus on that. Yeah. So we're back in person, What's up? which is exciting. But so <laughs> to start it all out, I would like to make a confession that I actually have started working out with Oliver. Uh-huh. And it has been a ride. Yeah. So we've gone to the gym twice now. Uh we mm-hmm. went this morning, Monday morning, and then we went uh Saturday in the afternoon. We took Sunday off cuz it was Easter. Right. Happy Easter everybody. Exactly. Um but yeah, he's tagging along for the early morning gym. Yeah, that goes and I felt like this morning went well. Yeah, I survived. I I mean, obviously for all of you guys that you know aren't don't remember exactly how it goes. Oliver wakes up at like what like five fifteen in the morning. Mm-hmm. Today I got up at five. Today Oliver was up at five, and because we went a little earlier. Yeah, so Oliver called me or sent me a text message at like. 525 saying he was on his way or what yeah. have you uh-huh. and so i was up and at him believe it or not yeah. at at around 525 in the morning which is unbelievable my parents could not even imagine that i was up that early yeah especially well, i mean gym. It, it takes some getting used to because like i've fully transitioned to old man status uh from you know the up till 4 a.m., sleeping yeah. until 2, sleeping until noon, that I used to be. And now, yeah, it's like bedtime, 10, 30, 11, up at 5. <laughs> so, uh. yeah, I get I get 6 hours of sleep a night, which really isn't enough. But I honestly, I, I seem to be functioning pretty well until it gets late enough. And if you watch, and if I try and watch a movie too late at night, I'm just falling yeah, asleep. Yeah, you're out. Um, But, yeah, what it's... What, it's always kind of trippy for me to think about is like, you know, what time is it now? It's almost six. So I've been mm-hmm. up now for like 13 hours. Yeah. Almost. And like the grind didn't stop ever. No, you've been at it was, work. I was, I was up. I was at the gym immediately. I was eating breakfast, getting ready. And then I was at work and now I'm here. Mm-hmm. So like the, the work never stopped and I'm, I'm still energized. So like, I don't know what's happened to me, but like I have energy Throughout the entire day, like I never used to, because right. I used to always be crashing at school and stuff. Yeah. Um, so energy all throughout the day. Until then, yeah, I crash at bedtime, which is maybe a good thing. It's probably. But I still have like a I still have like a little two p.m. three p.m. dip. I took but, a little like five minute nap on my break today, but mm-hmm. you know. It's just I've, I'm a changed man. Mm-hmm. No, I um, certainly did not have that graceful of a day. Uh, once Oliver got done, uh, once Oliver left my house after dropping me off after the gym, uh, I was put in an awkward position because I needed to be up at eight o'clock for taking my car to get an oil change or what have you. And there was really no reason for me to be up that early in the morning. See, Oliver's got like a busy like day afterwards, like from eight to five, he's got to work me. I had a very loose set of plans for the day. So I was like just begging to go to sleep, especially since I had stayed up a lot later the night before. I went to bed at like one. Yeah, so I, don't know I why really you, did that. you I, said you were gonna go to bed early. Yeah, but you know, spring break or whatever. <laughs> so I survived. So then I took my car to get an oil change, and I I went back and I slept for like three hours from like nine to noon. Yeah, and it felt gross. But well, just if you if I you, went to it bed, it might earlier. be difficult. And I know then you're gonna go back to school and probably stop the you know, stop the, um, the routine. But I was going to say, like, honestly, like if I had the opportunity then I'd, yeah, I'd come back from the gym every day and sleep, but it probably wouldn't be good for me. You mm-hmm. kind of have to make your body get used to it. But yeah. And I think this is a good week to do that because 
you know, I really don't have a whole lot going on, so there's really no harm in me going to bed a bit a bit earlier. Yeah, but you should just try and stay up after yeah. coming back from the gym. It'll be it'll be a, it'll be definitely an adjustment. But that hot tub was sweet this morning. Yeah, you like that? Well, like we knew it was gonna be good. So yeah, lots of times Lucas and I, when we used to go to the gym like years ago, <laughs> uh, we'd go to Choice and we'd go to the steam room. Uh, we were a big fan of the steam after a workout and. Then we were talking about going to the steam room, you know, of course, if it isn't busy, because, you know, I don't want to be in there with a bunch of other people, just mm-hmm. COVID-wise. But, like, honestly, I read a new study that says that the first dose of the vaccine is, like, 80, 80 to 85% mm-hmm. effective. So, like, I'm already, like, feel like I'm immune. But, um, anyway, we decided to skip the steam room and head to Lucas's house for the new hot tub. And... I knew it was going to be good. It felt good while I was in there. But honestly, I think even, like, the time I realized how good it was was when I was, like, driving home. Oh, yeah? I feel like this steam room, like, yeah, energized me even more and made me feel good and loose and happy. I'm I'm definitely absolutely wiped after we go to the steam room. Or, sorry, did I say... I meant hot tub. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Yeah. But, like, I'm saying that when we use the... The steam room maybe tires me out a little more Mm -hmm. than the hot tub does. But the hot tub was good this morning. That's what I was trying to say. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm going to make definitely a pretty big effort to to go to the gym with Oliver in the mornings despite Well then when you when you come back and you live here, it'll be so easy cuz we're exactly. it'll so we be can just go and then you, we're probably going to have similar schedules cuz you're going to also be working like 8 to 5 or 9 right. to 5. So we'll be doing doing that every morning, which will be which will be good. It'll definitely be better to how it was, which is mm-hmm. The massive potential of, like, me being asleep when you showed yeah, well, up. I mean, like, I don't know. It's like, I'm not really, like, a fitness person. Mm-hmm. Like, not like I'm anti-fitness. I'm always, like, pro, like, be healthy. Right. But, like, I don't know what's happened. I think the quarantine really messed with me. But, like, now I'm just, like, I would literally work out all day if I could. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I would be so happy if, like, you know... I was, like, Chris Pratt, and then, like, I had to work out, like, get ripped for a movie part. Yes. You know how they just put them on, like, Mm -hmm. they, like, make their food for them, make, like, make their insane diet, and then just, like, make their workouts, and it's just intense. Like, oh, that sounds awesome to me. I would just work out all day. You would be down for that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I would be at the gym for longer and better workouts, and I wish I had, like, a home gym. Like, I wish I didn't have to go in public. Right. Because it's just, I don't like gyms in public. Um, And that's not even, like, COVID. It's, like, just makes me feel uncomfortable and less, like, confident. Having all the people watching you or what yeah. have you. But, like, no, I don't know what's happened. You know, I've always wanted to be, like, fit. But, like, and it's, like, not even about being fit. Like, I do want to be fit. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely, like, getting there. And I'm, like, noticing progress. And that's, like, one of the motivators. But it's not even, like, ooh, I want to be so ripped. It's, like... I feel good when I work out, and I feel good after I work out. Right. And it's like, you know, some people, and I don't want to, like, throw shade at some people, because, like, I used to be there, too, but be like, oh, you know, working out is hard. Like, you know, you, like, you breathe heavy, and, like, you, like, it's work. And people are like, why would I want to do work if I don't have to? Mm -hmm. Like, so many people, like, avoid sweating, or avoid running, or avoid, Mm -hmm. like, you know, stuff, because it's difficult. But then, like, I don't know recently it's just been like at every moment I could possibly like like when my abs burn mm-hmm. or when like my muscles burn or when like my I'm breathing really heavily that like that feels so good to me mm-hmm. I literally like even when I work out in the morning sometimes when I'm just standing there at work I'm like gosh I wish I like I wish my abs were burning right now mm-hmm. and I'll I don't know it's just like I wish I could go to the gym even more. Even more than you are right now. I mean, I mean, I don't know how beneficial that is for my body, so, right. like, you know. Well, clearly it is, because have you seen Chris Pratt? I mean, Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, but that's what I want. Like, uh, like it just, but I don't, just don't have the time. Like, again, but, like, I wish I didn't, I wasn't working 40 hours a week, but it's kind of like I, I have to be at this yeah. point, so. Just because of the apartment and everything. No, well, I, I mean, it's the apartment, but then it's also just, like, making sure I'm saving up, like, not just wasting time. Mm-hmm. No, I... What I think is like, particularly because of how cooped up I've been in my room, because I don't, I don't think many people have seen like my dorm room, but mm-hmm. it's tiny. Yeah, it's pretty small. Like, it's smaller than your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Is my entire room that I spend 
probably at least 20 out of the 24 hours of my day in. So, especially since I've gotten on spring break, I've been like, well, I definitely want to be out and about as much as possible. Like, I've been outside for extended periods of time every day. Yeah, and I wish I could have gotten outside today, because it was another nice day today, but I, you know, it's a weekday, Mm -hmm. so. And I've been working out, which has been nice, it's been a fantastic adjustment, and I've been, um, you know, just going on walks and talking with people, Mm -hmm. and I don't get to do a whole lot of that, particularly particularly during the school week, Mm -hmm. and... If I'm going to be honest, it's mostly my own fault because what happens is I stay up late, I sleep in until like right before class and then go back to bed after class. Yeah. So if I got on a healthier sleep schedule, I went to bed early, then I'd probably be a lot better off. Yeah. But, um, no, I think if I really like this, like after a week of us just doing, um, Sorry, we're laughing because Lucas is drinking a Fresca, uh, because Fresca is delicious, and it's set aside, I'm not sure if you guys can hear it, but it just keeps occasionally, like, bubbling or something. It keeps making a noise. I really... It's untouched, and it keeps spurting, and it's distracting us, but anyway, continue, Lucas. What I was saying is that if I get in the habit of waking up at 5.30 in the morning... It's good. And I really like it. You'll like it. This, like, just gotta adjust to to it at least a little bit, then I think that would be really good for me because then I could get up early before class, before oh, my yeah. 8 a.m. So you're just going to try and keep the 5 a.m., 5.30 thing going. I mean, I probably, there's not as much urgency as it is for, for you to like... So for, you'll do like a 6. If I woke up at like 6 or even like 6.30, I'd have enough time for me to get out there, get a nice hour-long workout and get back. So you're going to try to go to the gym at... At college? Yeah, I think that's probably the best bet. Because you haven't been going much, have you? No, I've gone, I've gone a fair bit, especially recently. But between, like, video games and school, mm-hmm. there's just not enough time for me to go. Because, yeah. like, like you said, I wish I had an at-home gym because the idea, like, the, the, the time investment it is for me to even, like, walk to the gym, walk back. No, yeah. Like, like not even gym-related activities. It was something I used to not like as much because, like, like the weight room at our high school, for example, uh-huh. like I would never spend any time in there and I'm not sure why. Like, I feel like now if I did high school again, I'd be in there more. Really? I know they're like kind of dick kids in there, but it would be empty a lot and it was open to kids yeah. after school and even before school. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I couldn't have done the after school because we had like rehearsal and everything. But like, if I could have gone before school, yeah. which I could have, I, I, I should have. And the thing that <laughs> was a problem for me is I get like anxious about free weights. I still do. Because yeah. I'm just not an expert. Because no one, like, teaches you, yeah. like, all the exercises you're supposed to know with the right form. So then, like, it would it would stress me out, and I just prefer the machines because they, like, isolate the muscle. Mm-hmm. Now I'm definitely doing a lot more free weights, and I think that's been good for me. But I, I still do machines occasionally. Um, yeah. But I think that's why I stayed away from it. But, like, yeah, I'm jealous of the, you know, kind of, you know, somewhat rich people who just, you know, have, like, a full at-home gym. Yeah. Or not even, like, full, but just anything. Like, I mean, you guys have that one in your garage. Like, that would be nice if I had that. Of course. Like, um, I don't know. It kind of goes in hand in hand with something I was... This was off the podcast, but something I was talking to Lucas about was just, like, now that we're realizing kind of managing our own money... Right. We realize kind of, like, how poor we are. And, I mean, not, like, not bad. Like, we have everything we could want. Right, yeah. We're, we're not... Yeah, we're not poor. But, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But we're college kids. Or we're, yeah, we're in that kids. phase of our lives when we have just enough money to cover everything we need. Yeah. And nothing that, like, we really want, if that makes right. sense. Or you could spend more on you want. But, the, like, the idea is, like, you know, I could probably be, like, eating even healthier or making even nicer meals. But it's, mm-hmm. like, why would I spend all the money on, like, a nice meal it's, yeah. when there's some quick, easy things that I can go buy from the grocery But, like, yeah, Lucas and I were just talking about this idea of, like, you know, I guess financial security. Right. It just sounds like heaven to both of us right now. And it's not like, you know, we're stressed all the time or anything, but just like the, the idea that, you know, you could not really worry about any of your meals. You could just kind of like, oh yeah, I, you know, I want to put in like a home movie theater and, you know, it's not like you can just do that casually as anyone, but you could be like, oh, you know, 
we just won't go on a trip this year or, oh, we'll cut back on this and it'll take a few years to pay off, but we can put in a home movie theater yeah. or this nice sound system or this huge TV or whatever. Yeah. And that's just foreign to us. Yeah. Especially, and I, I mean, that's how every college kid is. So, you know, right. we're not complaining. And of not course, we're that. both very privileged and, you know, we're not actually upset, but just, the, I think the reason I'm kind of segueing or bringing this up a bit is because this episode is about goals. Right. So we're talking about like what we might like later in life and you know my goals you know that I've been thinking about mm-hmm. for like when I'm 30 are a lot different than like what my life looks like now of course because I'm very modestly living in this apartment with a roommate and it's great I love it but you know Could I, be if better. I was doing this when I was 30 that would or be like ideal. when I, yeah then I would be sad you know of course so. no I like I like Oliver mentioned we had we had had a conversation about it, but the original conversation I had was actually with Miles. We were talking about like what we wanted in life, and he made an interesting point that that almost all of my goals and and aspirations and stuff included money when a lot of his didn't. And obviously, he he didn't say it was like a negative thing, of course, but it's it was interesting to him that like most of my goals included like money and stuff like that, mm. and like sort of almost like self-sacrifice for that kind of thing when in his mind he doesn't want that at all yeah and he none of his aspirations require him to have a lot of money or even because like the idea of working like a standard nine to five is just not his thing that's why like when we offered him to work at ag depot he was like heck no oh yeah i don't want to do that i mean i get that though yeah because i'm working a nine to five or an eight to five and it's fine for me and it's filling my time and, you know, I do get to see my friends, but it's like the more I've done it and the more I realize that, oh, this is literally my job and I like depend on this and mm-hmm. this is just what I'm doing. Doesn't make me feel great about it. Yeah. You know, cause it's, you know, a crappy job for not that much money, but like I would just love, even if I was going to put in about 40 hours a week, I just kind of love to get to pick and choose my own schedule. Mm-hmm. I kind of hate the like very stagnant eight to five. Right. Again, I'd like to have some creativity as well mm-hmm. related. But. No, I get that. I a hundred percent get that. And so I was, I was saying that I, that I think it's really wild that we have such different, like that someone can think is different leads me in terms of like their future because miles has very realistic ambitions for what he wants to do. That doesn't, that don't require a lot of money. Like he mm-hmm. just wants to like drive around in a truck with like a dog mm-hmm. and just, sing music and crap and that sounds awesome but that's like not what i want to do if that makes sense yeah like all of my dreams include like like having a really nice house out in the in out in the woods and things like that and going on trips and seeing the world and all those things require money you're right and so in order for me to live those dreams i need to make the sacrifice of like either a uh getting a job that i don't want and really like cranking it out like later or what i'm doing or at least what i think i'm doing and going and getting a really ambitious high paying degree so that i don't have to make those kind of sacrifices later in life right but i mean because i i guess i'm kind of in the same boat like when i hear you say it like i mean yeah like the thing about like me being interested in like political science potentially or you know another one of those kind of social science things. And I know like people always like, Oh, it's kind of tough to get careers there. What are you going to do with that? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I I don't have any idea. I don't really want to think about it. And I definitely have confidence that I'll be able to work something out. And like, I'm not worried about it, but it's like some of me always wonders like, Oh, you know what? I'm smart. Like I did well in math and science and anything, even though that sounds like it sounds better to me to do political science or to be in, you know, kind of interesting philosophical, political type social science. Like, I wonder if like, um, should I just bit the bullet and done computer science and, or, you know, and I don't know anything about computers, but you know, like, or done, you know, med school, something that like everyone's like, oh yeah, you make a ton of money doing that. Cause like I could have, you know, not to like, you know, be bragging or whatever, but I could have, you know, I could have done the same class as you're doing right right now and been, you know, fine. I just don't enjoy math that much. I mean, I don't hate it. I've always, like, been fine in high school. Right. But it's, like, would I rather do that? Like, my AP Gov class was my favorite class. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, 
And and don't get don't get me confused. I know you don't, but just for everybody listening, don't get me confused with like me only doing this career path for the money because that's not true. I actually really like math and science. One of my favorite courses in. I don't hate it. I like them. They were interesting. I didn't hate them. I liked math. You just and complained about math like all the time. In right? High yeah. I feel because like it's math, but. It was a hard course, but at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I learned something. Well, yeah. But I'm not going into a math course, or a math major. Right, I'm yeah, going no. into the things that I'm most inter- interested in, which is biology and chemistry, are like the foundation of these. Uh, I have a hard time believing that you actually like chemistry, though. <laughs> well, I do well enough in the courses for me to not worry about it. Yeah. But anyway, I wouldn't do the job if it didn't pay as well as it did. And I see an opportunity because I... I don't hate these things, and I find them interesting enough that I'm like, okay, I I will do it. Right, you but know? you know, I like I could be in the same boat. Like I think this is even something we, like I kind of talked about on the first episode, and we were talking about it not in terms of careers or you know, college education, but we were talking about it in terms of just like, um. I was just talking about it in terms of, like, things that we think we could talk about on the podcast. We were just, like, I made a point that was just, like, so many things in the world are interesting. And mm-hmm. I feel like in school, you, you get very few of them, and there's so many interesting things to talk about. Right. You know, from music theory to then government to then, you know, history, then to blah, 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 on and on and on. So, like, I feel like I'm in the same boat as you, where, like, even something like chemistry, which I didn't like, the class... Like, certain aspects of it are super interesting. And I like learning about the concepts more mm-hmm. than I like doing the thing. Right. But, like, I can understand the concepts well enough and I can do the math well enough that, like, I'm sure there's some part of chemistry that's super interesting. Or, like, when you watch some of those shows as a kid right. that touch on atoms or electrons and it could be super cool, like, I could get into that. I could also get into astronomy. That sounds awesome. That sounds cool. I could also do, you know, <laughs> right. on and on and on. So then, yeah, whenever, you know, people kind of talk about the STEM being the future and everything, it kind of stresses me out because I'm like, well, I could just kind of do that and I'm sure I'd find enough fun in it and then maybe that's a more successful or financially secure career path. Right. So who knows? And, and don't, like, I'm not elitist enough to say that I think, like, STEM is the future and if somebody doesn't pick a STEM job, or a STEM major, I'm going to be like, oh, well, you're fucked. Yeah. You know, you're not going to have a good life because that's ridiculous. But for me personally, I'm like, well, like, especially with my intro to biomedical engineering courses where they have people come in and, and give lectures about like cellular development and like things that promote tissue growth and stuff like that and regenerative organs and that kind of thing I think is really cool. Like that's something I want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And and though these basic like building block courses like chemistry and, and linear algebra suck yeah. ass. Yeah. Once I get into the more interesting classes like next semester and onward. I think that's how it goes for a lot of people. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more interesting and it's going to be something I'm a lot more passionate about. So you're going to find some way for me to get absolutely shredded or something? I If... if I find some way for you to get absolutely, yeah. absolutely, f- Chris Pratted. <laughs> all you'll be the first buddy to know. Okay. But in terms of goals, I mean, like what I want from that, I want to be able, like, to just be like, you know what, I want to go on a trip this year, and I can like move my finances around for me to go pretty much anywhere I want. Right, and that's you know. That's something that, like, doesn't sound like, you know, that big of a deal. But I think to us right now, it's, like, crazy. It's it's almost unfathomable for, like, you right. and me to be just like, yeah, let's just go to Hawaii in a couple months. Let's figure that out. Right. I think what it's what's happened to me is, like, the idea, like, you know, and I don't want to complain about it again because I know everyone's dealing with it who's my age. But, like, I'm working fairly hard throughout the entire day. And I'm, you know, again, my job is very not rewarding. And it's not, like... Oh, I'm putting in that much labor or I have any skill set, you know, mm-hmm. of course it's just a, you know, job any kid my age could get. Um, cause you know, all I have at this point is a high school diploma, but like, you know, I'm working fairly hard throughout the day and mm-hmm. I've just kind of been conditioned to think that, you know, all I'm deserving of is 14 bucks an hour. Right. And that's true right now down the road, it should be different. And of course I can mentally figure that out, but then right now, then it's, it's insane to believe that I could ever be worth like 
seventy thousand bucks a year or something, right. and that's not even like as high as some of these you know jobs could go. Uh huh. And that's like so much money. Like that's incredible to me. You know what I mean? So like, right. I think that's the reason it feels so crazy to us is because you know you're working your butt off in school, and then your job in the in the food hall is what. I get paid like ten bucks an hour. Yeah, you get paid ten bucks an hour for you know, working probably pretty fairly hard. Yeah, I I work harder not not to like start any drama, but the me and the other student workers work harder than the than the like actual full time employees that are Mm -hmm. like working for the company that make like seven dollars more and less per hour yeah right and so and like 17 bucks an hour that sounds like rich person talk but it's not yeah you know you do that you do that over a year and that's like what like thirty five thousand bucks a year exactly maybe? like if me and like rachel like seven dollars more an hour sounds like a sweet deal oh to my me. god yeah that's insane but even if i got seven more dollars an hour if you were trying to live off that for like the rest of your life that would be, i couldn't sustain that that would be pretty yeah i couldn't get anything I well wanted, you wouldn't have like the you know again the financial security that we're talking about yeah. to like be able to like actually achieve a goal right and and in order for us to uh acquire that we both are aware that we need to like put in the work like it's not just going to come to us yeah but obviously it, it's nice to think about no yeah but well because that's that's the thing that like um you know me like on leftist twitter and everything like not to get take a political turn but like it's it's like a common mantra that people have been saying, you know, like fry cooks work just as hard as CEOs, you know, mm-hmm. like CEOs, like the CEO to like worker pay ratio Yeah. in like 1970. And again, I don't know the exact statistic. There are tons of them. They're all just as outrageous as each other. So you know, I'm going to give an approximation, but like there's some I've heard, you know, they do like the 1991 and sometimes they do like in 1960, but like, you know, sometime in the late 1900s, CEOs made like 20 times what an employee makes. Right. Or like 10 times or something. Yeah. And that's still crazy that you could make 10 times what another per- person makes working full time. Mm-hmm. Now it's like 200. Yeah. Or something insane. And it's just ridiculous. You know, like, of course, they've put in work. And of course, I still would argue that, yeah, a CEO should make more than one of its workers. But the the idea that, you know... Somebody can just kind of walk in with a suit and, you know, probably actually put in less than 40 hours a week in terms of working time. Mm-hmm. They're just, I guess, more stressed because they've got responsibilities or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the people who are actually literally coming in every single day, working 40 hours a week, you're making, you know, one three hundredth of their wage. Yeah. No, I... That's the thing is, I think particularly now... Especially for like, like you and me right now, we're college students. We are, you know, we're going to be college students, both mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. And the idea that like this is a stepping stone for us is somewhat comforting in the fact that we both know that if we put in the work and go to college and stuff like that, because we can afford it, it'll get better. Mm-hmm. For some people, this is the dead end. This yeah. is it. Yeah, I know. And, and that's, that, that's freaky. That's, that's what depresses me, kind of. Well, it's still... Yeah, that depresses me for sure. I totally think you're right. And I and of course, if I was not viewing this as a stepping stone, if I was just like, well, I just got to keep looking for jobs and then work my way up somewhere, like, that would be really scary. Um, mm-hmm. And the idea that, like, for the next four years, like, when I'm in college, like, I will be able to depend on my parents to a certain extent. Right. You know, like, they'll be paying my room and board, the, you know, the exactly. normal stuff. That's comforting as well. Um but, like, you know, I'm still a little bit scared or intimidated that, like, okay, I get through college, like, am I really going to find, you know, a well-paying right. career? Am I going to be able to figure something out? Will I make a plan? And then, you know, something that I'm very glad that I'm going to Grinnell for, or I'm going, you know, just any, I guess, any small liberal arts college. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm really glad about is, like, the way that they don't, like, pin you down into a major. Because, right. like... I, I have doubts a lot whether I really want to do political science or whether right. I really... I mean, you know, I get so into music, maybe I really want to do focus on that in college. But then, you know, that's also, you know, kind of a sketchy it career has field. its own And then, you know, maybe of... like we were talking about, you know, you know, 10 minutes ago, maybe, you know, I do just kind of want to... 
maybe I'll find a STEM-y thing that I find really, really interesting. Mm. I'm sure I could. I'm sure it's out there for me. Yeah. And then I can focus on that. And, like, there are all the options at Grinnell. So I definitely want to do that. But then it still scares me. Like, what if I think I like something and then get that degree and then, you know, it's just less what I thought it was going to be. Right. Um, no, one thing that I will say that I kind of like about the major I'm going into, particularly like STEM and stuff, is like it's it kicks my ass now, but at the end of four years, unless I absolutely bomb my coursework, there will be a job for me somewhere. Yeah, right. And that's something that I like. And I mean, maybe it's kind of like... I, it's not that I'm necessarily trading, and it's not necessarily like I, th- I think any other major in particular would fit me like better, but I'm saying that like that's an excellent plus for my major that I'm going into because mm-hmm. like that's not something necessarily that you have for music or political science that I can be mm-hmm. like okay, well yeah because I feel like typically the political science majors then go on to law school and then become right. a lawyer right and I feel like it would be cool to get my like if I liked political science and Mm -hmm. I go through that, it would be cool to then go to law school. But the thing is like, I don't really like the like nitty gritty of the law. Like, you know what I mean? Like what I liked about AP gov is like the cool political aspects and like the actual like activism and changing the world. And then like, you know, kind of learning about the ins and outs of kind of the whole situation. It's not like I'm that into like parking violations or I I don't. I even. think if you became a lawyer, I would almost think of you as the antagonist. Yeah, well, I mean, but lawyers are painted very positive. No, but I wonder, you know, and that like I don't I don't hear lawyer and think positively of it. But I mm-hmm. wonder if there's you know, like I could get a law degree and then instead of becoming you know your average you know Saul Goodman lawyer mm-hmm. or your lawyer defending big banks or you know in your suit doing whatever right reading up on like just all the laws like i don't even know how that works (laughs) like maybe there's you know you could you know get a law degree and then go like work you know for like an activism place or like you know an excellent excellent i know this isn't really like aclu lawyer yeah that's that type of thing but then again i don't know how much that appeals to me like it sounds like it sounds like if i do that it's still kind of in the political type realm that I let I enjoy but it's like you know if you go through all the work to get your law degree that's again one of those fields where it's like there's going to be a job for you and you're going to make a lot of money yeah. but then again in a perfect world I would like make a decent amount of money from like you know making music if I was actually good at it of and course. I could just you know go live on the lake and drive around and choose my own hours and then be creative and mm-hmm then maybe I'd have some side hustles and other things going on. And I, I, you know, as part of that dream, I'd still go to college and, you know, be smart and, you know, like have other venues of like options. But like, yeah, I don't know how keen I am on like, you know, becoming a suited lawyer or whatever, you know what I mean? But like, right. And it's, it's often that trade off of whether or not I value, like, I mean, for me, it's not as much of a competition, but like, for me in particular right now, I'm having a really large internal debate of whether or not I actually want to, like, apply for med school. Because I've mentioned that. But, like, mm-hmm. after these first two weeks, it's it's met, it's come to my, like, I don't know. It's on the forefront of my mind of whether or not I actually think, A, I'm smart enough to go to med school. Oh, you're smart enough to go to med and, school. And, B, whether or not I would get in. And, C, of whether or not I want to go through six more years of college. Yeah, well, like... Or our school, I should say. Yeah, I mean, lots of, I don't know, like, I feel like lots of people go get their, like, I don't know, I I don't want to, like, sound offensive or mean to people, but I feel like there are a lot of people who don't do super great in high school or do very average middle Mm -hmm. of the road and then like, oh, I want to go be a doctor because I want to help sick people. And then they, like, you know, want to go, and I'm nothing against it or whatever they end up doing, but it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to med school and they just know... I don't know. It just feels like everyone goes to med school. Yeah. Um, but it seems like if you're going to med school to do something like kind of, I don't know, groundbreaking or like whatever the freak biomedical engineering even is, you know what I mean? Like that's seems a bit more legit to me. Yeah. No, I, how I viewed it was, I was like, okay, so I like STEM stuff. 
at least on the basic level. And the idea, the principles, they I'm like, okay, this looks interesting. Like biomedical engineering looks fun. I have an internship lined up that's it's got me really excited about like what I can do with it. And I'm like, okay. So worst case scenario, I go uh, through the biomedical engineering. What I think the plan is right now is for me to try and find a job as a biomedical engineer and maybe spend one or two years in the field. Like I, I used to be like really big on like rushing, just getting to the end as quick as possible. Yeah. And, and now I think I've changed my tune. Actually. I, I think that I think I want to, in, to see what it's like to be a biomedical engineer. Yeah. I want, I want to see, do I like it? Is it, is it right for me? Am I like, do I really need to go to med school? Because I, I don't know. Obviously, everybody thinks it. Doctors make a crap ton of money. Yeah. And if I was a doctor, I would basically have financial security instantly for the rest of my life. And that sounds awesome. But do I need it? That's the question yeah. that I need to ask myself. Is is it worth it? And do I need it? And, I mean, if I really like biomedical engineering after I do that, then I don't think I do. Because I'd much rather do a job that I enjoy from right after four years of college, I don't need to worry about any more education, and I'm I'm happy with my gig. You yeah. Know? Well, because that's that's something that we kind of were talking about like a year and a half ago, and we're having all our college talks. It's like you know, I was so excited just about the experience of college, mm-hmm. and like just learning because I just like learning in a, like a vast majority of things, and I like the idea that I could take tons of different classes and wait a couple years to decide my major mm-hmm. and then think about whether I want to go on to grad school or not and then look at job opportunities and look at internships and maybe I can get a decent paying job right out of college and then if one doesn't line up maybe I know I want to go to grad school or do right. do whatever and just kind of having my options open and then you know something that I was worried about for you going to like a big state school is like you have to apply to your specific college and you're kind mm. of pinned down, and then you have all your required courses right. that get in the way of you, like, actually discovering other things. So, like, that was the thing I kept telling you, is, like, oh, I feel like you're going to go off to college, and then you're going to not really get a choice to be like, oh, am I interested in biomedical engineering, or am I interested in philosophy, mm-hmm. or history? Right. Because you know more history than me. You seem into I, that. I have... I'm a big fan of history. Yes. Yeah, and you, you're not... Taking any history. I mean, the problem is... Because, I mean, it's kind of too late, isn't it? I mean, no. I've taken... I've, both of the, the lib-ed courses that I've taken are both technically history courses. Right, but, like, how does it work if you, like, actually wanted to be a history major? If I wanted to switch to history... um, You'd have to apply to that college? No, I... How it works for the first four years, or first two years, uh-huh. is there's actually a, a fair degree of flexibility... At least in the terms of if I want to switch out of CSC. So since I'm in CSC, it's College of Science and Engineering. Sorry, I should clarify. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty easy for me to switch majors because I can go out of it and I would have pretty much all of my like STEM requirements taken care of, which are the ones that people do mostly right. first and second semester. And I would have a couple lib ed courses under my belt. Yeah, but it, I mean, I wasn't trying to like make a point that like yeah, that isn't course. true. But I mean, of course. that's the that's always the worry. I feel like for me, mm-hmm. and like even even if you could switch out without that much difficulty, it's still like seems like more of a process and more of a thing. Definitely, that yeah. then probably de incentivizes quite a few people from like actually discovering lots of new mm-hmm. things. Um, but I what what I was gonna say with my original point of like you know. That's what I was so fond of, and I'm still fond of that, and I'm still excited for, you know, the the college experience, but, like, my parents' advice to me has always been, like, hey, just take classes that are interesting to you, mm-hmm. just do things that are interesting and fun to you, and then a major will work out, because that's just kind of what you'll end up, and then either grad school or just then a career will work out because if you're always doing things that are fun to you and are interesting to you and you're learning about it, then you're just moving down the path of getting towards a career and you shouldn't stress that much about a career. Right. And the, that, that's the, I think this year, this little mid year has been so good for me. This gap year has been mm-hmm. really good for me for a lot of like logistical and practical reasons. Right. And it's given me all this life experience in the apartment and everything. And, you know, it kind of turned from a really, really crappy 2020 to, like, a pretty decent 2021 right, right. now with new experiences. 
However, on the flip side of that, you know, I think it's also kind of, you know, hit me with a little too much real world too fast or something. And it's kind of stressed me out about this whole college career thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people are. I feel like most people are. I feel like you are more than Mm -hmm. me have always been kind of looking towards your career and looking towards your college. Right. With a little bit more stress and a little bit more like financial questions than I have. I've always been very just kind of going with the flow right? because I just have faith that it's going to work out because I'm just going to do, go to a good school. I'm going to do the things that interest me. I'm going to worry about having a good time in college and making friends and having the experience and then things will work out. And I still like want to be like that. But then again, I'm kind of like, kind of like inadvertently kind of like I need to like, because the thing that sounds the best in the world to me is to like be 26 and be financially secure and own, own a home and then, yeah. like, know what's going on in my life. Yeah. And right now it feels like, whereas, like, when I was on the track from, like, high school senior directly into college freshman, I kind of don't have that time to stop and think. Yeah. Now that, you know, lots of people are like, oh, yeah, what path will I go down? My life could go any which way. I'm always kind of like, oh, I know I'm right going down this path and I'm going to college and then it's going to work out. It's kind of like one pathway. Mm-hmm. Now you know, with this year and this time to think, I'm kind of worried, like, oh, okay, go this way, this way, this way. Right. There's you know? a lot of options. Right. And the options are good, but they're also, you know, intimidating, right. which is just my point. No, how I think of it, how I've sort of, the perspective I've taken, especially on this kind of career, which is very, like, like you said, intensive. It's very, particularly with, with engineering, because of how many prerequisite classes you have to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bad example for me to compare engineering to like Grinnell because it's particularly drastic because if I was in CLA switching between majors I have a friend who's in CLA what's CLA uh sorry college College of liberal arts college of liberal arts yeah uh she has like bounced between global studies Mm -hmm. and political science Mm -hmm. and Spanish as her majors and she gets to do that pretty pretty liberally Mm. hey hey. um, but like with engineering just as a just as a thing it's always been like this like it's like it's like this at every college it's it's very rigorous it's like you gotta hop on the horse right away right and i I like you know and that's just you know that's not ideal for a lot of people that don't understand you know what they want to do and to me i sort of like the structure for lack of a better word of i'm on this path that if i stay on this path I will undoubtedly have like financial security and a pretty secure job when I'm out of college. But uh, if I decide to jump off this major and switch radically to a CLA course, mm-hmm. I won't be boned. Right. But if I did the opposite and I was applied to the College of Liberal Arts and I decided I want to be an engineer, I would essentially be screwed. And I would have, I would, I mean, I'd have to take a bunch of extra courses and try to catch up and it would be a, a Right. Pain. Well, that's the thing is like at, at Grinnell, and mm-hmm. I know you know this, um, of course. there's no required classes. Yes. Yep. So that's kind of how they keep it. They know all their kids are smart and want to learn. So then instead of making them take, you know, just like the standard old classes that then wouldn't align with what they want or give them enough chances to experiment with one thing than the next. You know, it's kind of keeps that freedom open. But. You are you are making a false statement there, man. There is one required. There is one required course, course <laughs> which is you know your freshman tutorial, which actually is probably going to be a really yeah, fun yeah. class. It sounds awesome. Are you, have you decided? Have you no, looked at I the don't. Course list? Well, it's not out yet for twenty. Oh, it hasn't. Okay. Well, because I I chose my class and it was going to be in my freshman tutorial for twenty twenty, right. and which then one of course did you choose by chance. Um. Yo, it was it was really cool. I can't remember the exact name of the course, but it was a very it was like the political science one. It was my top okay. choice. They have you rank your top five, I think, mm-hmm. and then they say you're probably gonna get in your first, you know, one, two, or three. But you know, you gotta give yeah. all of them. Well, I got in my top choice, and it was called like liberalism, Ooh, conservatism. Yeah. Rat. I know. I know what kind of you're thinking. And oh, then I forget. I there was a colon, and then there was something, something in the <laughs> age of something, right. something. Um, but it was going to be a cool, you know, political theory, political science class that was really going to teach me more about like the one thing I really want to know about political science was, which I feel like I've never gotten before is kind of like, I've never read Marx. I've never read like, 
you know, like the fundamental theories that like things are built on. Right. Well, I've never read like Wealth of Nations. I've never read Locke. One. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, you know, I know. Oh, John Locke said, you know, everyone's Smart a blank slate, and you yeah. know, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. We ripped it off, or yeah. No, I. But I don't. You know, I've never read it, and I think it was going to be like a good starter point, and then. I feel like that class would have been very indicative to me whether, like, political science mm-hmm. was really something that, like, in college I wanted to study. But, like, either way, that was that class was going to make me a smart person. Right. You know, because I want to be a politically intelligent person, whether that ends up being my major or not. Right. No, I, it's funny. I, the main reason I brought this up, or one of the main reasons I brought it up, was I was curious if you did the chocolate course. But that also sounded cool. That one... It was like an econ course. Yeah, it was ba- essentially like an econ course that went over, for those that are listening, it basically went over the entire process of... Yeah, right. The, the like, class was just called chocolate. Yeah. And then when you read the description, it was like, you know harvested in Ghana from like poor cocoa farmers and then now like a multi-million dollar product sold across the world yeah and then it was all went dove into like how that all works the trade of it the process of it yeah but it's basically just looking at economics and like like through the view of chocolate yeah it talked about like economic globalization so that was that was the word I was looking for and how like you know it bounces around from like being harvested in Ghana to up being manufactured into actual chocolate mm-hmm. in Germany to being distributed all over the world. And then it was talking world. about how, and then it touched a little bit on like the political side of it of, you know, right. the poor farmers in Ghana versus the rich, rich, wealthy, you know, like chocolate traders, CEOs yeah. and whatever. And uh, then it had a little thing at the bottom which just said like, and yes, we will be eating chocolate. So And and uh, that course in particular, when you doesn't read that sound all cool the, to that, you? Yeah, it seemed like a really interesting course. Like I especially like the concept. Like you know, like again, like what what I was saying about like I feel like even like STEM stuff, like I could be interested in so much. Mm-hmm. Like I could see myself being an econ major. Really? Okay. And like maybe I don't scream those vibes, and it's not like I'm I don't I don't think I'm that into econ. Right. But like there's so there there are aspects of econ that are super cool and like I could do the math. And I did AP econ last year and I enjoyed it. Right. So like I feel like I could be an econ major. I feel like I could be a political science major. I feel like I could be a music major. A lot major. of things I'm f- really into. You know, yeah. But no, I feel the same. But it's I it's not even like I'm so into it, but it's like I know that I could enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, that's, I mean, I know that's a good trait. I'm not trying to, like, complain, oh, I like so many things, what am I going to do? But it leads to problems. But then it leads to then me, yeah, like, having doubts about what I, what I always say, like, oh, probably political science, I kind of have doubts about that. Mm-hmm. And then I also have, you know, it, then it brings up these internal debates of, like, oh, should I be just, you know, biting the bullet and, you know, just going with something that I know I'm going to get a f- career in. Right. Like, it would be cool if I learned computer science. It definitely right. doesn't seem up my alley, but, like, I could do it. Yeah, and then it'd I, be interesting. And then, there you go. I'm, mm-hmm. you know. No, I, that's, that's an interesting point, I think, is because, like, like, you say yourself, you, you, you pointed out that I'm interested in history, that I have, uh, I have in my possession of pr- yeah, plenty of Yeah, when I'm talking about myself books. all these times, like, Lucas is very right yeah. there with me. Like, yeah, I exactly. Agree. Like, we, do- me and him both have a lot of very broad interest in things that we're like, wow, these, these are cool. And so when Oliver mostly jokingly says that I, that I don't scream STEM major to him, yeah. That's, I mean, it's a valid point. Like, I have so many interests in like, a lot of things yeah. that I talk like about. Like, Lucas and I, passionate about. you know, talk quite a bit, and we always have better conversation about politics, or, mm-hmm. you know, like, you've listened to us talk on the podcast, and I mean, the podcast, I feel like we've been very open, but I mean, I wouldn't say it's, like, quite the authentic, like, 2.30 a.m. conversation that Lucas and I have had <laughs> right, many yeah. times, but, like, talking about, like, you know, the way we think, or, like... Mm-hmm. It, you know, and then talking about politics and then talking about history and then talking about, you know, anything like music, even we've right. talked about music before we talk about like we, you know, could find anything interesting. And I've never once had a good like conversation with Lucas about good old calculus or, you know. I yeah. Mean, yeah. No, of I course, it's just less, you know, <laughs> that's that's not in the style of calculus. But you know what I'm, I mean? Like, exactly. That's why I'm always like are you sure you really want to just go into like hardcore science and calculus when like you literally never talk about anything right science or calculus related you talk about 
mm-hmm. cool. It's it's funny you mention that because like Rachel, for example, just to me at least, like she just screams electrical engineering major because she just f- is obsessed with Teslas, and she just talks about them all the time and how cool the battery processes Please are. Please don't tell me she's an Elon Musk. I don't think she likes Elon Musk. Okay, good. She doesn't like Elon Musk, but she likes People who like Elon Musk are are sus. There's, like, you know who I'm talking about? No, I know who you're talking about. There's, like, a very distinct, widespread group of white, nerdy boys who worship Elon Musk. Rachel Rachel's pointed out to me that she does not like Elon Musk and she doesn't like necessarily the business model. No, I that just he has. it just made me think of it. Yeah, that. yeah. But, but anyway, she likes that yeah. she really finds his concept of an affordable ep- electrical car relatively affordable compared yeah. to other ones. Very fascinating. And she's she loves how there's like no engine in the car so it can technically have whatever shape it wants because it, the batteries anyway, she rambles. But she talks a lot about that kind of thing and mm-hmm. I really don't. And that's not necessarily because I, I'm not impassioned by my work, so to, so to speak. But it's more so that I that I find other things more interesting to talk about. And that's and obviously I'll, I'll be the first one to express my bias. Both of my parents are in very STEM fields. My right. mom's a dietitian professor or a dietetics professor, and my dad's the dean of engineering. So yeah. I have a lot of like. I feel like not, you're kind of pressured a little bit too to go into right. STEM and there and i feel like I've, if you told i mean they would be, of course be supportive of mm-hmm. whatever but if like you're like oh yeah i really want to just you know learn about i don't know and let, politics right but like, if oh. if how it works is like my parents always have been very supportive they're like you know they're like oh you can do whatever you want you don't have to be an engineer obviously whatever your passion is but then you know obviously there's that soft uh like indirect pressure that if I don't choose a major that would be a stable thing that I'm consistent in, I, I feel like I'd be gambling. And then if yeah. I failed to be like, well, and, and there is of course the odd, like there was like, Oh, you know, the odd, uh, liberal arts working at a coffee shop for the rest of their life joke yeah. that, you know, is inherent to that kind of situation. But obviously they don't mean anything. You know, like both of my parents are English majors and I've never thought English would be for me because you know, Right. I don't like reading all that much. I mean, I do when it's something really interesting, but that's because of the subject. It's not because, like, I'm the super interested in writing and, like, but, like, you know, my sister ended up minoring in English. Right. So it's kind of, like, in my blood. And, like, again, if I go to college and I really find, you know, some interesting things, like, I don't dislike writing. Like, I think I'm a decent writer. I mm-hmm. just kind of, I don't know. It's just never, like, screamed, you know, me. But, like, I could see myself also being an English major. Right. Like, it could happen. Yeah. Who knows? But then that's when I get stressed out about it. Exactly. You know? And, like, lots of times when you get, like, a major, or at least what people say, and who who knows what if what people say is correct, but, like, people are always like, oh, yeah, there's so many majors that basically all you can do then with that major is then teach that major. Yeah. If yes. you get philosophy, all you're going to be able to do is teach philosophy. You yeah. Know? And like, honestly, I think being a, you know, a professor doesn't sound like a bad job. Right. Yeah. Like Some, that sounds if, cool to me. Of course. But I, again, I, I don't know if that's what I'm like going for. Right. Exactly. No, but I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's like, you know, there's a lot of talk, obviously there's like jokes on the internet and in TV shows and everywhere, like, oh, you know, and it's definitely, let me be clear that it's definitely not conservative Prager you or whatever that has shied me away from liberal arts degrees. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like the idea of, like we were talking about, financial security isn't a necessarily a guarantee in those courses, or at least that's how it is perceived yeah. and how people talk about it. And that's what stresses me out I feel about like it. if, you know... Again, like, we've had this whole conversation, we kind of mentioned, like, oh, we're kind of stressed about things, and that's, of course, true, like, right. but just as much as any other college student, I don't think Lucas and I are necessarily more freaked out or all uptight about everything and super worried about my future, because, you know, again, it's like, I could, I feel like both of us are, you know, smart enough and ingenuitive enough that, like, we could, like, with any degree, find you a know, decent like, job. find a good job and, you know. Right. We wouldn't have to worry that much, and we could, you know, kind of find our own path. And you know, I think that's that's totally doable. Yeah. But it's still just kind of like from like, you know, I'm not even like da- Lucas is like tapping his foot in the water because he's freshman now. Yeah, freshman exactly. Now. Like I, I should be, but I'm not. So then now I'm just looking completely from the outside, and then it. 
I think I'm more, I'm less nervous or like daunting, daunted about like the idea of like going to college than I was before. Right. Because I'm more ready. I'm older and I've like lived alone and I'm less worried about making friends and I'm less worried about, you know, living alone and you know, that kind of of thing. But then I might say I'm more nervous about jumping back into like school yeah, and jumping back into then like, you know, and just like everything we've talked about, you know, the idea of finding a career, finding the major for you and, you know, sticking with it and that whole thing. But right. And you know, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've done a really crap job, uh, of persuading anybody from becoming an engineering major because I've pretty much only complained about it, but it's not for everybody. I mean, if you don't like STEM, don't do it. You know, there's plenty of, like, I've, like, everybody craps on it, but there's, like, a million other very viable careers that aren't in STEM. And people say that, you know, you only have to go, you should only go get a college degree uh, for STEM. And I don't necessarily agree with that opinion. I mean, obviously, I'm in STEM, but I would say that there's plenty of viable careers outside of STEM that people do. So I... Don't be dissuaded because you don't want to, like, don't be falling into that trap of just because I'm not going into STEM, I shouldn't go to college because it's pointless. Yeah. Because that's not true at all. Right. And I mean, even if, like, you end up, you know, going through college and then not necessarily using your major for the career you end up getting, Mm -hmm. like, that definitely happens. And that doesn't mean you're going to be making, like, 12 bucks an hour. Like, you can, like find a decent job, like kind of, you know, just knowing that you've been to a college, right? Like the fact is like, if I get a, you know, a political science, you know, major, Mm -hmm. I could, I'm sure I could get a, you know, a job that's, you know, not necessarily like political science majors, but like is decent paying because they're like, oh, you went to Grinnell and you took these classes and you're smart and you're ready to learn a new skill. You know no, what I mean? One thing that I've really come to realize is you shouldn't get a major based on a career choice. You should get like a career based on your major. Like how I've noticed it is is like for example, if I was applying for a job at 3M, which is a medical mm-hmm. tech company, I would not be exclusively competing against biomedical engineers. I'd be competing against people that were like in biochemistry and all sorts of other majors and we're all applying for the same job like if you take if i do one particular type of engineering or one particular stem course or anything like that it doesn't mean that it's mutually exclusive i like people shouldn't get this idea that they have to stick in this one path and they'll get is it's the only way to get that kind Mm -hmm. of job because that's not how it works yeah and that's something that I wish I had known a year ago. Mm-hmm. Not because I would have like would have changed a whole lot, but it would have given me a lot more confidence and a lot less anxiety about like whether or not this was a viable option for me. Yeah. Well, I think this conversation's been good because it's like kind of gotten all my feelings out there, which like of course I've right. I'm having and I've, I feel like have in some way been accentuated by the gap year, even though I'd say this year has been largely very good for me. But like, I don't know. I feel like having this conversation has kind of helped me like realize. That even though it hasn't been like a debilitating amount of stress or anything, it's just been something that's kind of in the back of my mind as like college keeps getting closer. And I, I just feel like I should try harder, maybe try harder is the wrong word, but I should just relax about it. Like, you know, I should still be thinking of things. I should still be setting goals and I should still be being smart and, you know, making a plan, but really I don't need to be stressing like I am. So I'm going to, you know, no, it, this, I don't mean to sound condescending. Because this is a really hard philosophy to adapt, and, I, and I've told Rachel this philosophy sometimes. But, like, I try really hard to not stress about things that I can't control. Like, that's yeah. one thing that I've worked really hard on. Because, like, you know, I used to be stressed, like, I used to stress about, like, my math test score after I took a test. Yeah. Like, that's just pointless. Like, what what is me stressing going to benefit anybody? Right. Like, it's different necessarily if, like, I'm stressing about something like a, a test beforehand, so I dedicate time to to studying and stuff mm-hmm. because there are good types of stress. Obviously, right, they of always course, advocate yeah. for that. But I've tried to find quote unquote alternatives to stress. 
Yeah. And I've worked really hard on that, and that's something I have I've had to dedicate time to specifically this year because yeah. if I just spend all my time stressing, I'm not doing anything productive. Right. And you know, I'm just really not a super stressed person in general. Yeah. I can get pretty stressed about specific things, and then mm-hmm. I get kind of anxious. But like in general, I feel like I'm a very easygoing kind of laid back right. guy. So like. Yeah, I, I would say largely I'm not very stressed. And I if you know, if I do get stressed about it, I'm like, ah, no need. And then I and then I relax. So yeah. it's definitely not a problem. Um I mean I kinda come off as a tight ass sometimes. Sometimes, but, yeah. But I I don't I definitely don't have like I definitely wouldn't define myself as a stressed person. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or an anxious person. But, you know, some people definitely have those problems. Yeah. And so I I've worked and I have those moments, so I yeah. work hard to adapt that philosophy. But no, I think this was a really good talk. Actually, yeah, uh, I thought it was very productive. We went a little bit longer than we thought, but of course, no, yeah, we're not was, gonna complain. It, no, it's really good. Um, so gym tomorrow morning, Lucas. I'll be there. I think we're gonna let's go to Choice. Okay. Let's yeah. run a mile. Let's oh, let's run a mile. All right. And let's. How fast do you think we can go? Okay, so I ran uh, an ice cold like mile a couple days ago and i ran i think it was like seven minutes okay well let's shoot for like 640 all or right 645 because that's kind of what i've been running okay and like i i could go faster probably but it's mm. like you know that's like, like a good warm right. like that's pretty intense yeah still, so um let's run our mile and then i think tomorrow let's just do machines okay because then we can just isolate what we want to isolate. Yeah. Because no, after, if, after a if, good workout today. I mean, this is more for me than Oliver, but if anyone has any workouts in particular that they'd like to recommend me, I'd be happy to hear them. Yeah. I uh, always, always, always uh, will be the first to say that I am terrible at working out alone. Me working out with Oliver makes it significantly easier, like, to get the motivation to get up at 6 in the morning by myself and go to the gym. Five. I mean, Five I mean when I'm, oh, I when I'm by myself, oh, I, sorry. Yeah, I it's going that. to be a lot harder than this week. Yeah. So it'll be my own personal mountain. Right. Well, um, I say um, that even though, you know, I've already been consistently working out and I'm going to keep consistently working out, mm-hmm. I say that, like, the day... That, like, you move in and we start working out together. Right. We all take, like, before and after pictures of our bodies. I think we should, yeah. Because I think that's a good motivator. Yeah. Have you have you felt like you put on the freshman 15? I've definitely gained uh, some weight, for really? sure. Really? Yeah. But it's... I've definitely gained some weight, but in terms... All the weight I gained was because of COVID. Like, I have oh, gained, right, like, yeah. no weight since... College. College started. Yeah, I just am curious because I've I always heard the freshman fifteen thing and I don't really know if I believe it. Like I it's weird. No, it's not for me. I I've gained like ten pounds since pan the pandemic started mm-hmm. about a year ago. But yeah, no right. more weight than I gained since gotcha. started college. Just so, curious because yeah, know, we we're talking about getting my my parents time, so. are adamant that i ha- have fallen i've succumbed to it but i'm like no it's because of covid it wasn't because of right. that and i'm not proud of it but like i couldn't work out right yeah, yeah i got you so, so um anyway recommendation i thought we we're gonna spend more time talking about this but i don't need to spend more time talking about this mm. kong versus godzilla get okay get your ass up and go fucking watch congress yes godzilla. i'm not talking to lucas here i'm because t- we went together I'm talking to you, dear listener. Watch Kong vs. Godzilla. I know what you're thinking. Yes, it's a shit movie, but it's so good. It you is don't good. understand. It's a good shit movie. I've been hyped for like two months just because... Listen, I never watched any of the Kong vs. Godzilla... Or like the Kong or Godzilla movies. I I was like, okay, those movies have to be bad and cheesy and special effectsy and BS. Right. And I was exactly on the money about that. <laughs> but, but something, and I don't know what it was, I just heard that Kong vs. Godzilla was coming out like a couple months ago. Right. Even though it's been, you know, teased for like years now, or like mm-hmm. over a year now. Something about it, I was just like, two huge titan beasts just duking it out sounds epic. And then I was getting hyped, but I was getting hyped ironically. I was getting hyped as a joke. And then I was getting, and I was getting mad in on it too, my roommate. And we were both, you know, kind of fake getting hyped about it. Mm -hmm. But then through the fake hype, there was real hype. But I didn't want to admit it to anybody, but I was really excited for the movie. And I was so ready to be let down because I knew it was going to be bad. 
and they blew it out of the water. It's a great movie. They don't focus too long on the human plot. The human plot actually is motivating and emotional and yeah, captivating. It's interesting. It accentuates the monsters. You actually feel for both of the monsters. Mm. There's epic action from the beginning. They don't shy away from showing you or revealing anything. Mm-hmm. But yet there's like tense parts throughout the whole yeah. movie and there's some suspense and you know there's still like the epic, you know, end scene. I'm not going to spoil anything, but like I am unironically giving it a 9 out of 10. Really? Unironically. That's, that's and that's weird because it's actually a bad movie, right? Like, it could not win any awards. <laughs> it's it isn't not actually emotional. It isn't actually, like, a well, well-made, critically acclaimed movie. However, every bit of, you know, BS movie, like, every bit of, you know, cheesy, bad movie that it has, like, it makes up for, like, ten times with the action and with the... Right. Sickness. Like, <laughs> so I saw it on Wednesday, the night it came out. We had a friend right. over and we did an apartment hype sesh and we watched it then. It was sick. I liked it. Went back to the movies with Lucas on Friday night because we had to see it in theaters and Lucas hadn't seen it. And I'm watching it again today. Three no times way. in five no days. No way. After you go, Anna's coming over and oh, she hasn't no. seen it yet and we're watching <laughs> Kong. So. <laughs> I would not be surprised if a fourth showing is in the cards within the oh, next week. Jesus Christ. It's, so. not, it's, not, it's not a bad movie. I would concur with Oliver. I watched it. See, Lucas and went I in got what without I being hyped at all. I, I had zero hype. I had seen Kong Skull Island. And what, from what I remember of it, I liked it. That was that a bad movie. movie. You didn't like it? I thought it was a good It was movie. very average, but this one was much better. Maybe I'm too, maybe I'm too easily easily content or whatever because i also like the first godzilla but that one was fine too but uh they were neither near, of them compare yeah they're just not nearly right congress godzilla so that's my rec everyone okay. go watch congress godzilla you have a rec oh, um you don't need to think of one i'm trying i'm you trying just never come prepared i know i every time i forget we're doing this and <laughs> i really should just recommend congress godzilla all right i'll also recommend congress Godzilla. yeah that's oh, wait, okay. Now. I've actually been watching a few movies, and this this one was actually really surprising. I thought it was very good. So I had the opportunity yesterday to watch... Um, have you ever heard of the movie The Graduate? No. It's it's a very old movie that's very popular, and everyone... You know, it's one of those, like, you need to see it movies, because, like, that, that older generation say is really good. But it's from the 1960s. It's from 1967, I believe, is when it was released. And it's... It's the movie that um, Mrs. Robinson and uh, Mrs. Robinson and Hello Dark. Oh, I forgot what it's called. The one that goes Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. Sound of Silence. Sound of Silence. Uh, both of those songs were were made for this movie. Oh yeah. And so it's basically about this. It, I don't want to spoil it, but is I've, it good? I thought it was really good. I thought it was funny. All the characters are pretty funny. Is and it better than Congress? No, it's not better than Congress's God. Nothing can be better. But it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good movie that overall I thought was very good. So other right. than Kong vs. Godzilla, that's, that would be my rec. Alrighty. Well, yeah, it's been good talking to you. I'm excited to do another in-person yeah, next we'll, week. The next week will be another in-person episode. Spring break, uh, baby. So uh, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. I yeah. hope you have a good rest of your day. Peace. Bye. <laughs>